0: I, mean, I, I I was gonna start with the retraction. Oh, you know it's on my phones. Actually, I think you know why. <laughs> and you need
1: to. You you said you were gonna address the other thing, the comment.
0: Well, it's not the retract That that is the comment. I okay. mean, it's 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 in the retraction episode. It's I mean, in the retraction segment, but it's not an actual retraction. You know, okay, like you it's. Go. But that's the thing. You know that I feel like we need to we need to expand uh, our idea of what we you know what we call a retraction because it's it's about addressing. Sometimes, if we're partly right, partly wrong, you know, that still should fall into the retraction uh, area. Our uh, retraction should be, of course, if we're completely flat out, just indispensably arrogantly uh, on the wrong uh, foot, on the wrong uh, steam engine, uh, on the wrong plane, on the wrong planet, in the wrong galaxy, things of that nature. That's also in the retraction segment. But this, this one is more of like, okay,
1: through, through omission.
0: It's their omission. How how's that? How about that? So here's here's what we're gonna say here. Okay, to the commenter that scolded us for attacking Texas with regard to not having um, laws on the books that require, at least on the state level, that require um, employers to give construction workers water breaks. That person made a really good point, and and I actually I wish I had their comment up because I would like it use their username but uh, but you know who you are if you listen to this clip or, or the episode <laughs> either or you're partly right we attacked Texas and Texas is one of 47 states that does not have these laws on the books There are only I mean according to a listener I didn't double check it but I, I from what I remember there are only three states of the Union that have laws that require water breaks California Oregon and uh, Washington State I believe now Here's the thing. The average temperature in Texas in the summer is at the height. So the highest average temperature throughout the three months between uh, June, July, and August is above 90 degrees. Okay? It is above 90 degrees in that state. Now, there might be other states that also have average temperatures above 90 degrees uh, throughout the summer. So we should we should, we should talk to those states as well. But even in the article that I did, and I believe we sourced in the article I referenced for the story, the reason even the article pointed out Texas is because Texas is leading or one of the states leading the nation in terms of climate change and in terms of being how hot the temperatures could reach. Phoenix, Arizona, we talk about Arizona a lot. So Arizona is another one that is leading, but Texas is also there. So in that What do you call it? Not in in that um, contextualization, right? In that context, Texas is a massive offender because you are leading Texas. You're leading the nation in terms of how hot it can get on any given day during the summer months. And yet fighting laws that people are trying to get on the books, but you're fighting these laws for construction workers to have mandated water breaks. I think that's something that is fair game to call out. Is it wrong not to call out the other 47 states as well or the other 46 states that also do not have laws on the books? Absolutely. But just for reference, New Jersey, where we are, our state, the average temperature throughout the summer hovers a little like around 85 degrees, eighty. like it's like below 90, but it probably will get higher. So this is again why we're referencing, why we're talking about every state should be considering these laws. But you're looking at something around 85 degrees, okay? Just, just, just putting out there in context, okay? 85 to above 90 degrees. I'm sorry, I didn't convert this to Celsius for the UK listeners, but you could you could type this into Google just to to uh, get what we're talking about here. But I think that that five degree difference, on average, you know, that's enough to just say that if you're leading, if you're hot, if you're one of the hotter states in the union. This is something that you probably should consider. And I think it's worth pointing out not doing it while being one of the hotter states. California is probably up there as well. Californians are probably also one of the hotter states of the union uh, over the summer months, but they have these laws on the books because of that fact. That's probably one of the reasons why they put these laws into place is because they know that they are one of the hottest
1: states in the country. That's all. That's all. Does that mean that if you're not one of the hottest states, you don't deserve a water break? No, that's not what we're saying.
0: I said, I, I just said, I said that every state should have these laws on the books. I'm pointing out that the hottest states should probably be there, like they should be there already. I'm saying I think it's worth calling out some of the hotter states for not putting them on the books. Uh, every state is going to get hotter because of climate change. The weather is—it's going to keep getting worse. So this should be something that the federal government probably should be talking about. Now I know you put. Federal government start mandate federal government and mandate in the same sentence is, is, is an with, eye with, roll with a Texan. Well, I mean, well, I, Hey, I'm not, again, not picking on Texas, so I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to think, I think it's an <laughs> eye roll for most States of the union. I think it's an eye roll for most people in America. We do not particularly have the fondest uh, fondness does not come up. It is not uh, something that conjures within our spirit when we talk about uh, the federal government, even even the I'm a socialist and I find and, and I even still slightly recoil at the mention of the federal government for many reasons, our, our current federal government, that is. And, um, yeah, so I just I just felt like that that needed. So I don't know if that's necessarily a full on retraction, but I hear what that commenter was saying. I respect what that commenter was saying. And, yeah, and I thought it was a valid point to say that there are not many states in the union that have these laws on the books but i wanted to just also augment it by contextualizing why texas was na- was named
1: but now um jog my memory did yeah. texas have the law and then they were removing it no uh, whereas the no other ones didn't have it oh okay because what did the governor do? I thought the governor had done something. Did he ban it or block it or? Yeah, something, they blocked
0: or? it. Yes, yeah. There were so there were bills that were trying to be raised that would address this issue, and uh, a lot of the businesses and the governor uh, were were in opposition to those bills, and, th- and that's mm. partly why the story took place in Texas. Now, I'm not here. That's the thing. To be fair, I don't know if the same bills have been up in Jersey. This is something we could look up. Uh, it'll be interesting to, to know if bill similar bills were were blocked in this state. Um, yeah, so that, that's what I'm saying. That, that was a fair point by the uh, commenter. So there's no, there's, you know, there's no, uh, what do you call it? There's no, there's no ill will there. Uh, I think they made a very good point. And, uh, oh, and go. that's why I thought it was worth addressing. But I, but I also wanted to contextualize the framing of why we were harping on Texas in that story.
1: Texas is asking for it.
0: <laughs> You're, you know, that, that's, that, that that's not, it's not what we're doing here. We're not here to pick <laughs> on, we're not here to pick on states. It's not fair. It's not fair.
1: Fair? Don't they put bounties on on doctors for trying to administer healthcare? Give me a give me a break with fair.
0: Well, that's a that's a different issue, and I think every issue has its has its time in the sun.
1: Oh, because it's not a coordinated effort by the same group. Nah, that's a, that's one way to be defeated.
0: Well, I'm just yeah. Well, I, I I just wanted to I wanted to address one one part of the puzzle. guys. These
1: soldiers are not part of the army. We're going to worry about eats. Each charging soldier, one at a time. Nobody worry about the larger strategy of this front.
0: I think that we could make, in fairness, you could make a distinction between business interests with regard to not wanting to pay more out of pocket, with regard to employee comfort, and and
1: and fringe extremist groups and fringe extreme groups. Yeah,
0: exactly that. uh, Although, wouldn't
1: an unchecked corporate agenda be something similar
0: an unchecked corporate agenda could definitely bleed over into that realm if it were you know but again this is not if it
1: were uh, limiting water breaks and yeah, killing people
0: yeah if it, yeah if they were at what
1: well, <laughs> <laughs> i
0: see what you did there i see what you did there touche <laughs> touche you know what you know what you might have got me a little bit yeah yeah you're right yeah we kill a, anything that kills people at the end of the day uh yeah it, it's probably something that you could put into an, an, an extremist agenda but it's not the same extremist okay. agenda
1: Fine. so not the point i want to argue today but good retraction by omission
0: <laughs> yes retraction by omission i like that
1: all right so, I got a small one. You want to go? Do you want me to go? What do you want to yeah, yeah, you go. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's All right. We'll go back and forth today. Yeah, yeah. So, sticking with the climate theme, our climate series goes on because climate change is not going anywhere. The International Panel on Climate Change's sixth and latest report explains that colonialism has made climate change worse. So... The wildfires in Hawaii are concerning for several reasons. Obviously, the countless people injured, over 110 people dead, thousands of structures incinerated, and all of that history lost. These are all tragedies. The area of Maui that was wiped out was once the capital of the Hawaiian kingdom, and we'll get into it soon, but the fact that colonialism is responsible for for the fire that further erodes the link between Hawaiians and their history only adds to the tragedy that this community is currently going through and will be going through for quite some time. But what were the specific drivers of this disaster that impacted the population of 164,000 residents? Let's do a little bit of context here. First, Hawaii is not a natural fire ecosystem. Therefore, it has not evolved to rebound after fires. What also needs to be said is that climate change is partly to blame for this. Why? How? Well, two points. Stronger hurricanes are forming due to warming air and water temperatures. We saw this with Hurricane Dora's intense winds, and they traveled 400 miles to fan Maui's flames. And Maui was also experiencing a severe drought that will only get worse as time goes on. A drought that dried out plants and created fuel for the fire. And it's that last point that I want to dive into. Last episode, I believe, if not the one before, (laughs) Antoine mentioned that invasive species of grasses had taken over the island and were to blame for this inferno. But how? Right? But how? And the answer to that, which I did not know at the time, is colonialism. So... New grasses were introduced to Hawaii in the 19th century by settlers who forcibly shifted the land away from indigenous resource management practices and towards towards large-scale cattle ranching and plantations, like the Dole Pineapple Company. The plantations were eventually abandoned in the 1990s, allowing the non-native grass to spread, meaning... The fire problem was caused by vast swaths of land left unmanaged by wealthy land owners. Now, the number of wildfires drastically rose in this post-plantation era. So it is not people guessing or blaming some history, you know, obscure part of our past. This was in data. We knew this as soon as it started happening. Now, a 21 study in the journal Perspectives in Plant Ecology, Evolution, and Systematics Similarly concludes that large-scale monocropping, something we covered in our previous episode, led to the rapid loss and degradation of native ecosystems through increasing dominance by non-native plants, and that these plants have contributed to the frequency and strength of fires. Plants native to Hawaii, on the other hand, have been shown to be beneficial to limiting wildfires— the IPCC's report that I cited earlier says that colonized areas are more likely to face worse climate disasters and linked to studies that show direct connections between environmental damage and robbing indigenous communities of their land. Others have argued that colonialism is the direct cause of climate change, and this was kind of interesting. I think you'll probably like this. Citing a foundation, a fundamental uh, societal value that motivates both colonial action and environmental degradation. And here's a quote from the article, and you can find the source in our YouTube description. Instead of treating the earth like a precious entity that gives us life, Western colonial legacies operate within a paradigm that assumes that they can extract its natural resources as much as they want, and the earth will regenerate itself. Fact that we know is not true. Earth's ability to rebound is finite. Its resources are finite. Its space and its atmosphere are finite. So now that Maui has been forced to rebuild virtually from scratch, what will the next chapter be of Hawaii? What will the next chapter be of Maui? It's about a $5 billion recovery. How will it prioritize how it's going to rebuild? Will it build with its rich culture in mind and kind of revamp that and try and uh, emulate it and, and mirror what it once was? And benefit locals, maybe do it even better this time around, or the bend to the powers and influences of wealthy outsiders through things like tourism. Um, I guess you could argue it may be balanced, but I, I find that to be unlikely. It doesn't really happen a lot anywhere else, uh, at least not equal balance. And although tourism can be enriching, it does tend to exploit. You have 30,000 tourists flying to Hawaii each day. That economic power is. billion a year. That is hard to ignore. And just to get a sense of how it can be within days of the fire, before the bodies were even removed from the smoldering ruins, residents started receiving messages from developers to sell their prime Hawaiian property so that they could develop it. The tourism revenue also raises the cost of living and prices out a lot of native Hawaiians, forcing them to leave the state. The median price for a single family home in this area is a million dollars, one million dollars. And even if locals don't sell, the new building standards to withstand these new fires are likely to drive costs up and they're not going to be able to afford it. So only time will tell exactly what Hawaii decides to do. I couldn't help but think, like, after the war, after World War II, the way that some parts of, say, like, a Germany rebuilt, where they kind of rebuilt what they once had or went completely modern and commercialized. That's where you get a lot of that. Sometimes you get it still in the same city, like a juxtaposition of an old, like, I don't know what, uh, like a like a timber house, a timber structure, and then, like, you get, like, a modern cement building next to it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's just, like, not that, the, not that the fire and the war are in any way comparable, but it's the... <laughs> The thought of when when you're decimated, and you have the opportunity to rebuild, what influences (laughs) influence what direction you take? Um, I know I just thought that was an interesting challenge in the wake of tragedy that that Hawaii is going to have to make a decision for. I don't know.
0: I mean, it's interesting you bring up World War Two. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, right. It's not the same. But, you know, anyone who's a history buff, you, you know, we we think of the end of the Second World War, you think about what happens to Germany. Um, You know, half of it is taken by the West, half of it is taken by the East, right? Similar, not similar, but uh, that imagining that, uh, you know, the Germans at that point, I mean, here's the thing at the end of the Second World War, maybe it was like, you know, it's rightfully so. uh, But uh, the Hawaiians at this point, this is completely unjust, right? If you have people coming in, uh, and then taking advantage of the situation because of you know the trappings of capitalism, uh, prices are raised. Uh, God knows what the uh, what insurance will be at this point uh, with regard to covering these properties or covering this land, right? Because insurers are going to be like, well, this is a Danger now. Now this is a known danger with regard to fire. So the insurance premiums are going to be higher than they used to be, which is also something to consider for someone who is looking to rebuild. If even if you could afford the property price uh, of this of this plot of land that you're you know or or to rebuild the house that you've lost, uh, can you afford the monthly premiums with regard to your your fire coverage? Uh, You know these are things that are going to eat into your wallet, and when you have people who are already Uh, Living paycheck to paycheck, as most Americans are, you know that that's going to be something that might uh, that might ultimately be the uh, the straw that breaks the camel's back and and forces you to migrate. And uh, and like you said, Hawaii's got billions of dollars in tourism, and it's sort of like who receives those billions of dollars? You know how is it uh, equally uh, apportioned out amongst the residents of Hawaii? Obviously not. That's that's just not how (laughs) capitalism works, right? It's going to be uh, you know a top two percent one percent of people who are, are are going to be raking in the majority of that of that money uh and then yeah when you have people coming in to develop you've got million dollar properties the only people who are going to be able to buy that are again very wealthy people coming in and displacing the locals it's it, that's a terrible situation all around uh yeah that, i think that's all i have to add in terms of that are you, do you have more to to this portion of the story
1: no it's that's it. I mean, that's that's it. The, I thought it was interesting that because you had brought up the grass before and in the invasive species, and I didn't right. really comment too much on it um, because I didn't heard about that yeah. at that point. And the in that particular episode, the Hawaiian fires were just one of several examples of wildfires all over the world right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really probe you for it. I, I'm curious when you when you heard of that, did it go into colonialism at all and why those invasive species or how they even arrived on the Island?
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, you, you, you basically covered it. I mean, that's it's, it's part colonialism. It start, it actually starts back in like 1793 or so. Like it's, it's like, uh, you know, late 18th century, 19th century. Uh, it also has to do with immigration, and uh, a lot of it actually has to do with the former plantations that used to be on Hawaii, namely uh, pineapple and sugarcane.
1: Yeah, uh, and yeah, and it brings up an interesting aspect of land ownership in this new era of awareness of ecosystems and how. How things collectively impact the climate and the planet and all of us, where you could buy a large piece of property, change it ecologically to be a plantation or a cattle ranch, ditch that effort, and then just allow the contamination to spread and have no real about it because it's like what still within your borders or even if it wasn't how, how you going to get sued because your grass starts growing on the other side of the fence i mean mm-hmm. there's no laws for that so what That's that exactly right. does to the to the ecosystem is it doesn't tolerate drought well becomes tinder for fuel right. and then the wildfires come and just burn it right up and it's just going to grow back and happen all over again except this time be worse because it'll continue to choke out the native plants which are well, they're all gone. Right? They're, they're, they're drought tolerant, but once they're yeah. gone, they don't grow back they fast grow back. enough. Yeah. yeah. And and the other ones take over. That's right. And so where's the accountability for that? It's almost like this new this new dynamic of accountability where, well, what have you done to the ecosystem? Yeah. And we have a little bit of that now. You can't mm-hmm. pollute. I mean, you're not supposed to under certain laws anyway. But this idea where I changed the ecology, I got rid of the native plants, replaced it with something else and then i'm even maybe abandoning this property i still own it but i'm not maintaining it
0: right exactly i'm not maintaining it in right.
1: any way that is not polluting or well, that there we, isn't I dangerous think, debris where if a kid goes there he's not going to get a nail in his foot no. or something right like we don't even think about it this way well, right? well yeah it's like,
0: exactly that's what that's what i'm saying it's, it's not something that's with the, like you using the word polluting is fun i like it it but it requires a, a level of educating. Uh, the like our general consensus like our the general population as to how far pollution could go whenever we think of polluting again we always go back to the captain planet it's like a, a, a you know it's like a big oil spill it's a um, you know, it's some sort of leak into the into our waterways. It's, it's, it's chemicals. It's chemicals. always a chemical exactly. spill. It's, it's some chemicals. type
1: of chemical spill. Right.
0: We don't think of pollution in terms of, oh, man, these uh, these ranchers left a whole bunch of invasive species that are now taking over the island. It, we usually we just say that's a nuisance. Right. You say that that's just something that is, uh, you know, it's overgrown weeds or something that you be it's to something to be taken back. It's like, all right, if it comes onto your property, you you hire a landscaper to remove it. Uh, there are definitely, uh, you know, there are always horticultural um, Initiatives, uh, you know, within our state of Jersey, within the state of New York, where people are trying to replace some of the invasive species with more native species, but it's never a sense of urgency. It's never on the scale of what it needed to have been if we're talking about Hawaii. You know, again, like if you look at it as, oh, this isn't just invasive; this is pollution. This is a massive amount of pollution that has been introduced to this ecosystem, and it needs a, a heavy-handed approach to 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 take it back and get rid of it there were some reports uh, you know there were there were documents that were filed, I believe at the city council of this town that while the scientists had you know said that hey there's a there's probably a high risk of of, uh, of of fire for this region it but it wasn't taken up and the reason it probably wasn't taken up is because there probably wasn't a lot of resource or money that could be allocated by this local state government, the, this local government of this town. To, you know, to be able to take on something as massive as that again, you know, that that this is the we we have so little money in this country for infrastructure. And this is a this is a point where infrastructure has come back to 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 bite. To bite us in the patootie, right? I mean, it, it, that's what's basically happened here. It's a, it, this is a mismanagement of infrastructure. To say you have derelict plantations with, and by the way, people, the grass that we're talking about, when you think about grass, you're thinking about like something that's like a foot tall, two feet tall. The invasive species grass in Hawaii could get anywhere; it grows like it could grow up to ten inches in a single night of rainfall, and it gets up to like ten feet tall. So this that's what we're oh. referring to here. Wow, this is ten foot tall brush grass. It dries out. That dries out at the end of the season. And think about it. These are on derelict plantations, massive pineapple, massive sugarcane plantations. Most people have an idea of how big a plantation could be. You have a huge industry that has left Hawaii, and this land is just sitting there with 10 foot tall grass dry, just waiting to be ignited that's that's why this that's why the fire moves so quickly that's it's that that's why it just it just decimated and it's so sad to think that people were living next to this again you it really is like pollution it's like thinking of people who live in cancer alley in the midwest or or uh you know the, the the pig farming with all the uh the feces and all the runoff of all the, of, of that stuff you think about these those people you're always like man that's horrible these people have lung cancer they're you know they've you know it's hard to breathe with all this kind of pollutants in the air and again that that's ignored that's the thing we can talk about that because that's ignored and that's like egregious imagine living next to a, a tinderbox and it doesn't affect your day to day so no one thought about it but it was just waiting to kill a whole bunch of people that's that's so sad, you know that that and that's and that's again why infrastructure, while it's not sexy, is so vital to our society. And the fact that we spend more money on the military to go off and do whatever it is, talking about protecting America's interests, and I get it, you know. I mean, it, you know, it, this is not a knock, by the way, on individual military families. We're talking about the uh, military industrial complex. We're talking about the billions of dollars that gets funneled off to say. Um, you know, fight the war in Ukraine with us. You know, just just sending trillion dollars. You know, we're just sending money every time, but no one is saying. No one said, "Hey, why don't we send a billion dollars to Hawaii to uh, to clean up all that brush that's just littered around these people's homes?" You know, how about we just send six million dollars to fix this? You know, it's
1: that's buy what's back crazy the property, rewild it. Even if you, even if
0: it wasn't bought back, I get it. That that'd be fantastic to rewild it. But just even just to say. You know, one thing you could go after the corporation, whoever owns it, you could have gone after the owner if there is an owner. I mean, that, you know, again, but that, the thing is,
1: uh, what law are they breaking? Today? Exactly. It, it,
0: it, you have to completely reframe the way that we talk about pollution in order to have them break a law. You basically would have to put in that this invasive species is a, a mode of pollution and you are polluting. And that, that, but <laughs> the idea that that is ever going to come across the Congress is just like it's just not going to happen. It's not gonna happen there there's so many issues that are on the back burner of this country they're just sitting there the last thing i can i feel anyone maybe after this fire maybe you know the, the sad thing about a disaster is that after the disaster has hit it's like damage done you know it's like job done you know it's it's like let's 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 just send relief efforts to help the people that are affected but no one has appetite to to, to pass new laws to say Hey, let's look around the country. Let's look around the rest of Hawaii and say, hey, is there anything else that is close to this? Is there anywhere else in our country that might have such a danger of invasive species? Maybe this is a contributing factor to wildfires elsewhere. There's no appetite to it because it, it's like it's done. They're like, it's the fire's done. The people die. The, the humanitarian story is, is unfolding. And, and you just shift the you shift it mostly to the humanitarian stories. You shift it to the people. You shift it to the three thousand animals that are lost in the wilderness that needs you know the vets are trying to save. You know you, you shift it to these things as opposed to the hardcore core of the the meat of the issue here. And and it's the meat of the issue is that we neglect infrastructure like it is the plague in this country. And it is with climate change. It is starting to bite us. It is starting to bite us hard. And that and that's really where we need to that that and that's that's the main issue that's what we need to be addressing and it's just not sexy enough to to address
1: you're right you're you're right i mean it what a and we covered this on a previous episode where we covered that data is being used today to build infrastructure in your community today that is pre-climate change that ignores climate change so once climate change strikes all the all of your money yeah your municipality and your state are spending to Do a new road, do a new whatever. It's not going to be able to withstand whatever's coming. It's not going to last as long as it's supposed to. And, you know, I hope not, but it could be catastrophic depending on what it is. So there needs to be a reckoning of infrastructure, period, because our infrastructure is outdated and it's crumbling under normal conditions. But when you realize how... Pivotal it is going to be for us to transport ourselves, goods operate locally on a state level, on a federal level, just to move the movement of people, the movement of goods, just to do what a country does. Um, It's all going to be hampered. I mean, and hampered probably is not a a strong enough word. It's not going to last. And then we're going to have to spend more money. And if we don't strategically address I think what you had brought up the the most critical areas, the biggest areas of you could say opportunity, but really the biggest areas of failure likely to fail now. We're gonna I I I don't if we don't have if money for infrastructure now and they're failing at a rate of just like just through, you know, regular attrition, once the catalyst of climate change starts to kick in, I just what How do we do it? Where where's the money come from then? Yeah, like
0: somewhere else, probably somewhere else where it may not need necessarily (laughs) need to be spent. I mean, that's you know, I was thinking the whole time when you were talking. I was like, oh man, maybe I should do a military analogy to this. Where I was like, well, imagine you're out there and uh, you know, your your enemy is flying drones, and you you're just like, well. Uh, you know, good news, guys. We're on the sixth year of the tank budget or the of the uh you know the the, the ground warfare gun budget. It's like we, we're gonna buy more guns. And you're like, well, but you're being attacked for the air, but we're gonna buy more guns. And look, here's our four-year plan. We we start, we, we started this plan eight years ago. And it's like, well, eight years ago, drones didn't exist. It's time to you, you gotta you gotta recheck this. you right. We can't you can't just keep doing this. You can't be doing the same thing over and over again. That's that's insanity. That's the definition of insanity. You're doing the same thing and the, the, the Guys, we the, bought yeah. new
1: knives to attach to the end of our guns
0: uh, but you know what the reason i did initially the reason I, I said you know it doesn't even make sense to do that is because the military budget they would just do both they, they, would, keep, <laughs> they would keep buying the bayonets to fix to the ends of these the uh the like a50 or whatever you know we're not gun people but yeah they would buy bayonets to affix the sidearms uh, and they would do something. They would do a new initiative to to buy more drones because that's sure. how that's how flexible the military budget ha- it, it, it tends to be. Every you know every quarter or whatever uh, we the, the the Congress they you know there's an impasse in the house, there's an impasse of the Senate with you, regard you, to passing budget, but they always pass the military budget. That, that I mean, you never bring fails.
1: up you bring up a really good point because a lot of the military spending is based on um, this idea of. If we if we maintain a strong military, no one will mess with us. Type of thing, right? We're going to have the best of the best in all of these categories. And no, we don't use ninety nine percent of it, but it's there, yeah. and everyone knows it. And we'll demonstrate that with war games and whatever. Yeah. What if we took a similar approach? Where we're like, yeah, we're going to invest in preemptive activities. Oh man, so that we didn't have to worry about these natural disasters and extreme weather events, and every you know, like.
0: Careful, Jamie. You're sounding like a socialist here. You try. You, what are you trying to do? You're trying to create this safety net for people that, just in case they need it. That's a waste of money. Listen, it, you have to demonstrate the need. It has to be on the, the basis of. Well,
1: you, that's the thing. Is you it, have to
0: spend money to spend money now. That's the.
1: That's the thing, though. That the data is there. The, with climate change, since we were kids, the data has been there, and it. No one knew exactly when we would start seeing the effects, but. The data was there to say, we keep pumping this stuff in to the atmosphere, into the water. Things are going to happen. We're going to have mass biodiversity loss. Temperatures are going to raise. Storms are going to get worse. Blah, blah, blah. All these things are going to become more frequent and intense, and we are starting to see it. We're seeing it so often that it's actually starting to normalize rather quickly. The rate is happening so fast that things are becoming normal. And I will go back to Michael E. Mann's quote, this is the new abnormal. It how many fires have we had already now it's just like another wildfire that that wasn't a thing a few decades ago not at this rate so I you know it's not that we're spending money and I know you're kind of joking but like it's not even that we're spending money and we for like um what's the analogy with the wall and and does it keep the Mongolians out yeah like, yeah the,
0: yeah the Mongols at the gates yeah
1: yeah like you built it and they didn't get through so how do you know the wall even worked how do you know it was even right. needed but the thing is we have this data. And we're seeing it play out. And now it's not a matter of, oh, is climate change going to happen? We are in climate change. Now it's a matter of how much worse are we going to let it get? And if you don't trust that, then you're not really paying attention because that is the same forecast that brought us to today. All of this was predicted. It is happening now. And the same scientists are telling you that it is going to get worse. And every day that passes is a deeper hole. That we are going to challenge the future to dig out of.
0: That's so well so. said. That's that's perfect. That that's exactly it. That's exactly it. Every day, every month that passes, every time, every year that passes, and we do nothing is just another. Uh, basically, it's a it's another dent in your children's car. That it's this beautiful car that you're trying to build your children to to have them go off into the wild. You know, the the sunset with amazing lives, and I don't know. Whatever it is people think that their kids are going to be doing. Because guess what, people? We're not doing anything with the glass. So I don't know. I don't know what kind of, you know, the fact that for the first time I had to have, you know, and again, I I feel bad because whenever we harp on on the fires and you know, the fact that the fires are coming down from Canada and it's like our kids can't go outside because it's a you know air alert and all these things. And it's new to us. I get it. I get it. We're up in arms, it's new to us whereas it's old hat to people who live in California it's old hat to people who live in Australia uh you know and i and, and 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 to that point you know i feel bad i'm like we should have been taking this more seriously we we should not have been just sitting here talking about it like it's a news story that you know the people in California can't breathe and just saying well that sucks it sucks for california it sucks for australia uh you know it's it, it's just unfortunate maybe those people should move maybe they should find somewhere else to live G- guess what people there, there is nowhere else to live now it's it's everywhere it's going to be everywhere and unless you enjoy a future where you're going to be putting on world war 1 like style masks to go outside because it, it, the fire the the smoke is so thick and you know your job is not going to sit there and hold it for you while you sit at, well your job's not going to hold it for you while you sit at home you should be able to sit at home and do your job but anyway but that's that's not here nor there All I'm saying is that it's not like the it's not like the economy is going to stop and halt because you because it's unpleasant to go outside. They're going to be like, put the mask on and get to the office that, you know, that's that's going to be the way of it. It's like what an unpleasant future, uh, you know, to contemplate what an unpleasant future to uh, to 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 pull into into our existence. You know, it's like we know where it's headed. So this should be the number one issue. Like, why are we going to go into the debates and the number one issue is probably going to be I don't know, whatever Trump wants it to be, and it's not going to be this because this costs money. This costs the government money and it costs corporations money to tackle climate change. So it's definitely not going to be climate change. I get. I want to call that right now. You heard it here first. We'll probably I'll clip this and play this next year at election time <laughs> after the first two debates to call that none of the debates addressed. And I'm talking about seriously, not a softball question by some MSNBC or. Fox News host about climate change is a big issue that's been going on in this country. Um, what what do you have a plan to to address it? And then the freaking candidates are gonna be like, it's on top of our agenda. Climate change is very important to us all. We are well, first of all, that's a that's a normal candidate. That's not what's gonna happen. I don't know no, what no, Trump's no. gonna say. That's not that's not how the answer They is don't believe be. it. They think it's <laughs> exactly a that's yeah. yeah. So that's not even what's gonna be answered. So uh if if you want a more measured answer, come and in tune into Retraction. I'll give I can I'll give you what a candidate should be saying, uh, if you're not going to do anything about it. Because regardless of what happens, neither party is going to do anything about it. And um, and yeah, I don't know how long we're going to sit here as a people and say that's good enough. Like that the fact that the two main parties are so beholden to corporate interests that they will not seriously, they will not in earnest tackle climate change is i just don't understand where we where we go it's it's it is the issue of our future it is the issue of the kids future it's you know to to make greta thornburg out there as some sort of like maniacal meme like she's just some crazy person you know shouting about the sky is falling like she's some chicken little is insane because we're seeing the effects it's playing out before you know it's playing out before our our very eyes It, it was one thing to ignore katrina and say that's a thousand-year flood. Look, it hasn't happened again. But here's the thing. It's going to happen. It's going to happen like in the next six years or so. It's going to happen. Something like that. And the that
1: thing is, happen. it's happening. It's just, you know, did it hit another area that's shaped like a bowl with weak levees? No. Yeah. Because there's not a ton of those. <laughs> but Yeah. Yeah. But, point. I mean, the storms but in intensity happening. are all over. Yeah. It's we're, t- like,
0: we're, we're talking about storms right now. Well, how, well, what is it? Hurricane Hillary is hitting this the southwest of uh, of uh, of uh, California at the moment so yeah you're right it's not as if these things aren't happening but yeah it's not as sensational as as yeah watching a levees break in a, yeah in a place that is uh shaped like a bowling ball or something yeah exactly you're absolutely right about that
1: my favorite GIF, I think still to date because it's so sad it makes me laugh is uh, the one of the adult kicking a giant ball with that's printed like the earth and it just hits his kid in his face and knocks him clean on his back.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you ever seen it? No. Oh, well, I'll have to send it to you. That's right. Yeah, you will.
0: You will. And you, you probably should put it on Twitter. Put it on our, our, our
1: I mean, it's old. Everyone, it X feed. I, I'm actually shocked. You've never seen it before. It's, it's an old. So bring clip, it back, bring it it's... back. Hey, look, put it with
0: the clip, bring it back, you know, <laughs> get, get it on, get it on the old X, get it on the yeah. X feed. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm helping him out by the
1: way. This, this sound, I can't believe you called it that.
0: Well, people keep you know, people are like, Oh, I'm not what am i gonna do or call this Xing, what, whatever this. This is Xer, we're, we're, we're now Xers, we, we use our X. It's like, Yeah, well, if you, if you use X as a verb, it must suck, but you got to treat it like the X games. It's like, Get it on the X feed. Not, no. I mean, it's terrible, but I'm doing the best. Like, <laughs> we're doing the best we can, like the material. Why are you even it's trying? Because it's what because it's it's what it is what it is. It's not going to turn around. No one's going to steal this company from this man as he as he barrels it into the into the netherverse. It's it's it. This is just it. It is what it is. Meta is Facebook, and we just have to deal with that because we've we've given over all our agency to a couple of deranged billionaires, and everyone seems to be fine with it as long as we can get through our day to day and do what we need to do. As long as I can, you know, X Y gifts and. Um, I don't know, talk to some other people on metaverse, in the metaverse, you know, everyone's like, fine, whatever. Let's root for which billionaire is going to win the corporate wars. Yeah, that's not, on me. I'm just saying that's not on me. That, that's society in general. That's just what we've accepted as the truth. So in, the, in that vein, I want to do the best I can with X. I want to make it something that we could use. I'm going to make it something that I can talk about. We're not Xing, but we're, we're,
1: well, Antoine does not X- speak for me in this. X- Antoine is speaking. <laughs> X- no, he, Antoine is gonna be the only person on earth other than Twitter <laughs> employee using X. I will
0: be. I will be. I will be. Uh, uh yeah, I, I, I will because uh that's what he's renamed this company. He's renamed he, you yo, know, he's taken a he's taken a you know a, a mild nuisance and turned it into a full blown turn. It's it's just like he's weaponized doo doo, right? Like it's like it's one thing if Someone takes a dump in the uh, in the punch bowl. but then if you take that punch bowl and you throw it in the pool, you've amplified that right Like it's like there were issues with the turn of the punch bowl but it, it, I don't know maybe you could drink around it, you can't But you get what I'm saying. You could, there's, it's like you know where it is, you know, that that's what Twitter was. It's like, it's a, it's like a necessary evil. Wasn't that great? Wasn't something that everyone was in? Again, it was a punch bowl. It was small. It was anyone who happened to want to drink punch at the party. They were indulging and they know there's a turn in there, but they're making the best of it. That, you know, their noses are crunched up. You know, their, their, their lips are pursed. They, they know it sucks, but they're going to drink the punch anyway because they're super
1: thirsty. OK, they can't rip off of this analogy. You got it. You got it.
0: And then what he did, this this little this little dude, you know, this, this this little doodoo head comes in and he grabs the punch bowl and he throws it in the pool. And we're all swimming in the pool. We're all
1: in the I would pool. have went. I, I would have went with there was a little bit of bird crap on the side. Fine. And then he came in and took a dump in the punch bowl.
0: That that. What?
1: And he was like, "Guys, it's all poop, right? <laughs> it's all, you know what? That's good.
0: See, you can,
1: you did it. You did it. You there you you, you
0: shined it up. I like that. I like
1: that. You you did it. I I sent you the GIF on your phone. Thanks.
0: <laughs> it's, this is good, this is good air for the uh, for someone listening. I'll look. I'll look at the GIF. I've never seen this. That's fantastic, but I've never seen it.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. I'll, I'll post good. it for everyone. Post it, post I, I, it. Everyone has seen this one, so it's okay. not anything groundbreaking. Anyway, that was my topic. Hearts go out to the Hawaiians, but let's do more than thoughts and prayers. Let's actually stop this from happening again. People, please.
0: You know, I, uh, I did actually. So I was looking to see if there was anything similar to that with animals that get out because there's like 3000 animals that are missing apparently according to like, estimates pets yeah pets pets oh wow uh, as a result of the fires that's um, and uh it's th- sad it, it is sad I, it, here's the thing it's like if most people did it you know if you don't spay and neuter which most people kind of do these days you know shout out to bob barker if anyone gets that rough um you know so so it's probably mitigated you know what what could happen you know if if these animals were not neutered and they're just wildly you know you've got house pets that are now out breeding like cats for instance i mean you could that, that basically can create an entire feral cat population now you've got a fair you know yeah, I, feel like, another I feel like i feel like cats problem, as long as but,
1: as long as they're not declawed can survive i do question other domesticated animals being able to survive yeah, outside yeah, for any period of time.
0: Now, apparently, no, here's the thing. According, according to some of the articles, they were saying that there is a good chance that these animals will survive this, uh, or at least there's a good chance that the animals survive the initial fire because uh, being small, again, you know, old adage, stop, drop, and roll. The reason they tell you to to drop is because it's easier to breathe the closer you are to the ground. Uh, you yeah, know, except
1: the when the grass is on fire, Antoine. Yeah, so anyway, there. <laughs> What anyway. about when the ground is on fire? <laughs> Jamie, don't don't come at me with your logic. I don't I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. All right. Save that
0: stuff for the debates. I don't I don't want to hear this. I don't want to hear
1: this. Uh
0: yeah, anyway, they're saying that there's a good I don't know why there's a good chance that some of these animals are mostly the they get out, out of the
1: house and they're just surrounded by Boy, but, hey, oh god it's, 11, just, it's, no. horrible. it's horrible it's horrible it's horrible I mean, but
0: all i'm saying is that a lot there's a good chance a lot of these animals survived. apparently they've rescued like a thousand something animals already there's like a huge gra- uh, groundswell of effort to uh to to rescue these animals um but I, I'm just saying that the, this is something we don't think about. It, 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 there are so many knock on effects. Okay. You're talking, you know, it's like one thing we're talking about, all right, the grass, that's an issue. And then we're talking about, all right, these people's homes, that's an issue. And, and it's like, well, what's going to happen if developers come in and buy their homes out uh, because they can't afford to keep them, because they can't afford to pay the mortgage, because they, they've lost their jobs, they've lost um, security. You know, there's a million things that can happen. And, and then on top of it, you're like, all right, well, is there now an invasive animal species problem because people have pets and there's just all these pets that are lost in the woods and how, you know, what's going to happen with that? How is that going to affect the ecosystem? How is that? What?
1: what yeah. Yeah. You know, what? That, that's all I'm saying is they it, got to hunt something. They're going to eat and hunt something. It's insane to think about how and those are. Pra- and people yeah. generally have. I'm going to think about this before I say it. Yeah. I think I'm pretty good in saying it. People generally have predators as pets.
0: Correct. Correct.
1: Yeah, even so you're even, just releasing yeah. a bunch of predators, predators, yeah, <laughs> into the without ecosystem. into an ecosystem that has no natural defense against them,
0: correct? That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah,
1: that's great. Yeah,
0: so yeah, I, I'm just saying, it, you know, we're, we're, there's so many issues when we when these things occur, and it, it's 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 I'm saying, It's just not the face value. It's there, there's so much underpinning, there's so much undercoat uh, to climate change that without dedicated. Ha- all hands on deck, like we said last time, you know, what is what was it that that we're at the boiling point without a mass, you know, a huge, just massive effort to say that this is the premier issue of our generation. This is the premier issue of our lifetimes. And it needs the, that level of attention. It needs the, the same attention that the Congress is giving to the war in Ukraine needs to be applied to climate change and and study in terms of unearthing, because first of all it's been studied to death but just taking these studies seriously and and enacting and, and making action basically on the back of studies that have been done since the freaking 70s you know when when are we going to wake up when are we going to take this stuff seriously and actually do something it's it's just we're just yeah like you said we're just going to normalize it. it's just going to get worse and worse and, and you're going to be going to work in a gas mass and you're just be like, well, I guess this is it. You know, there's nothing we could have done. This is just the, the, the earth changes, the world just just turns. It's uh, you know, I, I think Hawaii is such an interesting point because again, like you said, this is something that could have actually actionably been handled. There we could have addressed the fact that you had a massive invasive species that dried out. That's something that could have actually been tackled. That could have been done. That that's not something to put your hands up and say, Oh, well, the earth does this. This is what the earth does. It's like, no.
1: It's not what you, the could yeah, you could have cleared, cleared it all out. It was cleared out to be a plantation. Exactly. We clear things out all the time. Exactly. You could have just cleared it out.
0: And there's there's so many things like that. That's the thing. This is not a one-off. That's that's what we're trying to get at here, this whole climate change series. It's not a one-off. It's not a, oh, the earth just warms. There are, there are very actionable things that can be done via the government that are just completely ignored and done away with because it would cost somebody too much money because lives at the end of the day are cheaper than uh than doing something
1: yeah yeah apparently it seems so yeah so
0: anyway i that's all i have to say i think that's the that's that's the last soapbox moment for this episode jamie do you have anything else
1: no that's it man
0: all right then tell them let the people know where they can find
1: us Folks, we have new clips out every week. Fridays are the full episodes. Like and subscribe to us on YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please, please share with one person today. Just one. With that, we're Attraction
0: Oh.